0: Late Night Conversations with Patricia Anduli, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. Education Conversations. Only young people can come up with a book titled A World Gone Mad in the midst of COVID-19. And I'm so intrigued to hear what they term as mad. We are talking to Dr. Brian Sibanda. Dr. Brian Sibanda is a lecturer and a researcher at the Center for Teaching and Learning at the University of the Free State. Thank you very much for joining us, Dr. Sibanda. How are you this evening?
1: I'm good in you, Patricia. Thank you for having me on the show. Thank you very much.
0: You were part of uh, this uh, book called A A World Gone Mad. Talk to us about the thought process in bringing together students to write these 15 stories within this book.
1: So basically, uh, Patricia, this book uh, it's a continuation of uh, other books that has uh, taken place before that uh, from the um, Academy for, for Multilingualism where the students have been involved in writing um their own stories uh, in the previous years. uh, But this and specifically the focus has been on COVID, but basically it was that continuation of what the students have been uh, working on. Uh, And this is now basically in its uh, fourth year where the students, through the, the initiative for Creative African Narratives, Basically, they've been working on that, publishing their own stories, sharing their own experiences, and also having their voice heard. Um, So it's been part really of... um, A long
0: process, if I can put it like that, Patricia. So with uh, this book, A World Gone Mad, um, it was uh, specifically released just after the announcement of uh, the country's first lockdown, or that's when the children or the students embarked on this particular book. And what's uh, very interesting to note is that these students had to evacuate campus and return home, and some of them were going back to, you know, townships and informal settlements, where really the income group is quite a low-income group, others even going to rural villages. So I'm very intrigued to know, were the stories filled with hope or was it all doom and gloom from these students?
1: Uh, Sorry, I didn't get the last
0: part. Were the stories filled with hope or was it doom and gloom from the students?
1: Uh, It was basically um, mixed because But the prevailing thing, really, in all the stories uh, was hope. So you've got stories that um, are filled with anxiety, uh, especially if you look at uh, my uh, COVID-19 nightmare, Uh, if you look at also COVID as a stumbling block. But at the end, really, you can find that uh, thread of hope Within the students, because they, they're expressing that a positive uh, post COVID world, um, whether that becomes realized or not, uh, probably something that uh, we will probably see, I almost said, left to see. I think that is not really guaranteed. But at the end of the day, I think what the students have shown through the book are those seeds of hope. This of, uh, of, you know, it's uh, a termination of something co- uh, quite positive, and it uh, would normally say probably that's not a pandemic that we can put towards, because you'd realize that the students are also highlighting uh, the inequalities that already, that already exist in the society, but they've um, given them more visibility with the hope that. We engage them head on. So I see quite a thread of hope really throughout uh, the stories, even though you do pick up uh, some issues of uh, anxiety uh, here in the uh, petition.
0: Dr. Simanda, maybe tell us about uh, one of the stories. I mean, I know there's um, one of a student who was quite um, shocked when uh, COVID-19 came in and they were told now they need to embark on online learning. And uh, this particular student had no devices to connect and clearly saw that their future is doomed. So maybe tell us about some of the stories within the book.
1: Maybe starting with... with, uh, um so basically it was um, a student, um, well, according to the story, was uh, forced to move back to, 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 to deep flood in, in the housing. And one of the students, as you correctly highlighted, was that uh, most of our students come from, or uh, who contributed uh, to, to to this collection come from um, poor households, densely populated households, and on the they lack the resources, especially for online learning. So what happened was when the students were told to move out of uh, campus, one of the issues that came um, to be was that what happens if the student does not have uh, resources, connectivity, the gadgets, and so forth. So that story is um, is based on that. When the students said, I almost felt like, Jumping out of the window when they told us that we 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 move him online and uh, and sadly so one some few students did really uh, regret that because of, of that um, even though of course help was uh, offered uh, later on so that was uh, one of the stories that stood out for me. Uh, when the students really felt like that they can't continue, But we've got also other stories. Uh, for example, the stories about gender-based violence. And you would recall also, it's in line with what uh, the president did say. I mean, when we're in, um, in those early months of COVID, to say we've got a pandemic, within a pandemic, the issue of gender-based violence, where, according to the stories, there's a situation of mother and the daughter, being locked um, during lockdown in the house with 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 um, an abuser, so it basically aligns with what we've seen in the community with the increase in gender-based violence, and it also shows that um, students also experience that because uh, we normally want to hear it from the spouse and all those things, but it also shows that really students also went through that, experienced that, and um sometimes also campuses do provide a kind of safe space which because of COVID, uh, that couldn't happen anymore so that's uh, also um kind of the stories we've got stories about prejudice as well uh where you know in the community someone is that identified or is to uh covid 19 and people are advised to move away and not align and not be close to that particular person or to that particular family. So there are also issues of uh, stigma, issues of uh, prejudice as well that you do find um, in the stories as well. And like I said earlier on, hope for me is the one that um, takes the cup as well because you can see that thread um, of hope um, in the stories as well where the students anticipate uh, this positive world, and this is not really um, far from the thinking that you currently see uh, in um, in academia, for example, if you look at the research that is there, there's that anticipation to say what COVID has done has made um, has made the quantities more visible, I mean, uh, even more dramatic, and if we don't pay attention to this now, then we won't pay attention to anything. So we've got, uh, there is that hope that uh, maybe now is the time probably COVID-19 has is also providing the opportunity because we haven't gone uh, through something as traumatic and as scary and as deadly um, as this, Patricia. <laughs>
0: You know, uh, uh, Dr. Sabanda, you speak about the fact that some of the students were had even deregistered once um, the hard lockdown came in and uh, online learning was uh, introduced. How has the university been able to bring back these students, help them in understanding technology? Because, you know, a lot of us are taking it for granted that there are students who are currently in university who have not had the encounter with technology um, as far as being able to study online.
1: Um, thank you, Patricia. I think um, our initiative has been really proactive uh, in this regard through our um, other departments, especially uh, you know the, the student advising uh, department, which has been really spearheading this campaign, I'm uh, trying to make sure that um, students, basically have got uh, gadgets in one form or the other. And I mean the the university, even though I'm really not a spokesperson, uh, had you know no students left behind kind of campaign. So uh, there were quite a number of Opportunities that we offered to students. There was also quite uh, a lot of support that was offered uh, to students because you realize that sometimes if a student says, you know what, I'm thinking of 0 starting because of this, it's not given, the, oh, okay, fine. Uh, there so there's quite a lot of support that uh, the institution has offered uh, and continues to offer, especially through our student advising uh, department, and it is actually uh given us positive results, if you look at um, the the research that was uh, recently published, I'm not sure yet whether it has been made uh, public, but it is actually shown um, that it actually was positive, especially if you look at the feedback from the students themselves who actually are uh, good health participants.
0: So Doc um, if the this the, you know underlying um, common denominator in this book from all 15 stories is hope why the title a world Gone mad
1: I, I think it's a, it's, a, it's a realization and an acceptance of where we are uh, right now um, Patricia because, we haven't really experienced that before and the students have never really experienced that before but also maybe it's a a, a diagnosis of the situation that we're in because of COVID and also maybe the situation that we're currently in in higher education and also a situation that we're currently in as a country because uh, my thinking if someone or something has gone mad, then it means there needs to be a corrective measure that is can uh, kind be of put in place, so I'm thinking that uh, basically a correct diagnosis of the students feeling attitude, but it does not necessarily mean that it's obvious but basically it's a call of um, redressing uh, the situation because uh, one thing that uh, I would want to mention, uh, Patricia, is that even though we look at the content that is in the stories, we also need to look at, for example, some of the languages that the students write in. Uh, I would say it's the languages of hope in the sense that the students themselves are actually de um uh, the languages themselves, deciding to write in indigenous languages, they decided to show that our own indigenous languages, they carry the weight of their experiences, even though some wrote in English, of course, but they decided to tend the English uh, to carry their own experiences, to enrich or infuse our indigenous uh, uh, syntax with English, your sayings, your proverbs. For me... I'm also looking at outside of the content itself to see everything indicates hope. And if I look at the languages, if I look at uh, how they use indigenous language, particularly in uh, in courts, telling English language. So for me, uh, it's a call for 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 a redress, but also at the, at the end of the day, there's that message of of hope as well, because the students are also saying these are our experiences. Um, we cannot be unsilenced Uh, so the students basically are desilencing the present and we as the readers really we need to recognize that silence and recognize the failure and impact really of of those students refusing to be silenced because the fact that they spoke up as well it's that's hope on its own, that's the future on its own uh, Patricia.
0: Knowing that this particular book has been written, um, some of the stories, at least in indigenous uh, South African languages, um, gives me so much hope. But it also intrigues me. Where can I get hold of this book, A World Gone Mad?
1: Um, I think with that, Patricia, I would have to also to check with uh, basically the... The brain behind the project, Dr. Ted asked because what we've been doing is we've been distributing the copies uh, free of charge. Um, I can has been bearing the cost, so find out the students where we distribute the copies. Because what is happening, Patricia, is that um, the idea is it doesn't end with the students writing the stories. Uh, so the students. And now go into uh, selected schools where they do uh, writing workshops. Uh, for example, we've got the Funda Project, where uh, one of the students also was identified uh, in um, certain rural schools in Plumfontein and some in Pumalanga, because the student comes from we embark um, in writing workshops and so forth, and also copies get to be distributed free of charge uh, but other than that distribution, free, uh, which is free of charge, I will need uh, to check with um, the brains behind uh, ICANN. Uh, I'm thinking that we'll share that information with you, but I just also want to highlight that uh, it doesn't really end with the students. Now it's uh, probably moving a gear up where the students go into communities as well to uh, conduct email you know, writing projects
0: as well, Patricia. Excellent. Uh, Dr. Sabanda, looking forward to finding out where we as the A-teamers can uh, get hold of the book so we can also indulge in what uh, the students have written. Is there perhaps a contact number for your office if uh, A-teamers are keen to get the book? Um, there
1: is. I'm not sure whether you would uh, prefer an email, email or is fine uh, as well. phone
0: number. Email and phone number.
1: Uh, the phone number, probably I'll give you two phone numbers. The first one that will be mine, that's p one the B1 at uh, uss.ac.za. Go ahead. Uh, did you, did you get ahead. that question? Go, go ahead. Okay, and then the next one will be for Dr. Pierre. I'll just give it to you now.
0: All right, okay. uh, Doc, if you don't have it, perhaps just uh, give us the phone number. All
1: okay, right. um... Just a All right, Doc, don't worry. We've got when the one. We'll head, use the one. You forget your, your office number. Okay. You want to know
0: okay. the extension. Dr. Sabanda, it's fine. It's fine. It's okay. Thank you very much for giving us your email address. We've got it, and we'll use your email address. Thank you very much for joining us. Have a good evening.
1: No, thank you uh, for, for, for having me. And also, thank you to Dr. Piet for being uh, the friends behind ICANN.
0: Excellent.